0: And welcome back to another edition of On The Board Sports. I'm your host, William Trucci, a.k.a. one Oh, my main man, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. Sean, how you doing today, buddy?
1: Well, I could be better, but hey, it is another day and it's hump day, Will, so I'm here.
0: Absolutely. And we are also joined by the wonderful owner of Gotham Podcast Studios, controlling the ones and twos. I'm talking about Matt Peters. He's awesome with a capital A. Yes, sir. Controlling the ones and twos. And we also have a very special guest with us. Joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. She covers the Phoenix Suns and she's from, she's originally from Chicago, but now she's transplanted here in Phoenix. We're talking with the one and only Ashley Neville. Ashley, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: We're doing excellent. We're doing awesome with a capital A. Ashley, to get right into it right now, how did you get into broadcasting? Because a lot of people. You know, they get into it with the with the dream and going to school and everything like that. But how did you start off doing what you're doing right now?
2: So it started at the University of Arizona. Um, I always knew that I loved, like, talking with people and being around people. And I also loved sports, being from Chicago and the Bulls and all that. So I grew up in that era, and it was just something that I fell in love with. So I decided to put the two and two together and, you know, major in broadcast journalism so upon doing that I was you know my my school didn't really have a have a a heavy focus in sports so I got internships with ESPNU Campus Connection where I kind of just started doing my own thing it was the first time that they started ESPNU Campus Connection there so I was kind of um my own boss so to speak I kind of controlled the content controlled who I was interviewing what I was you know talking about my stories everything um had a videographer that I hired to work with me and from there just got credentials to the game, became friends with a lot of the players, coaching staff um, who I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys to this day, um, which is actually great because a lot of them are in the league. So it helps me out. But um, yeah, from there, I just started getting opportunities with different companies. You know, I had a short little stint with Bleacher Report, but school and ESPNU just took, took way too much of my time. Um, so I couldn't continue with that. So from there, um, I know we only have a short amount of time, but, you know, from there, I eventually started doing, you know, internships with different companies. But one thing that I started really noticing is, like, the stuff we were learning in school, the stations I was interning with, they were all just, like, so basic in terms of their reporting styles. And I'm not a basic person. I like to think outside the box. I like to to bring different elements into my reporting as is what I'm known for is asking questions that most reporters don't think to ask, asking questions that get players to think and ask questions that I think people can relate to when it comes to players. I mean, they're people, they're not, you know, yeah, they have a gift and they're athletic, but at the end of the day, they're people, they have feelings, they have interests just like we do. So I like to really bring those things out. So I kind of knew from there that like working at a local station was not going to be for me because the, you know, most of the people I I was meeting who were in places of power at those, you know, stations, they didn't know anything about sports, um, which was very interesting to me. Um, They they just basically focused on, you know, the things that are going to, you know, be the top story. It didn't matter if they were burning bridges. It didn't matter if they were making people mad. It was like, all right, what's the top story? What can we get out of this person? And just asking questions that would kind of you know, ruffle feathers. And I was like, that's not my style. Um, And they also didn't really pay attention to the game like I did. And I think being around those athletes all the time, I was like, yo, like I have a personal relationship with these guys. Like I'm not going to ruin that just to tell a story. Like that's not going to happen. So I kind of felt like I was almost on the side of the player at that point. Um, And I know, you know, people say be neutral, but you can still be neutral and be respectful. And I think that there's a fine line between that, but at the end of the day, like my relationships mean a lot more. So I kind of knew that wasn't gonna work. You know, I still applied to those jobs. I did not get those jobs. And I think a lot of those producers or people in those hiring positions probably saw like, all right, this girl isn't gonna listen. This girl's probably gonna wanna do her own thing. This girl's probably um, not gonna wanna obey our rules, so to speak. And I was, you know, at the time I didn't realize like, oh wow, that's a blessing that I'm being told no. Because I'm able to do all my own stuff now. Um, but at the time, it was like, damn, I'm being rejected and no one wants me. And what's, what's wrong with me? Do I need to change who I am? And I kind of went through that phase where I'm like trying all these new things, cutting my hair, dying my hair, um, trying to fit into that perfect reporter mold. And, you know, it didn't work for me. I wasn't landing the jobs, I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. Um, And it just wasn't authentic. I wasn't being true to who I was. And it just wasn't for me. So, you know, from there, I somehow got a credential out of college to work at the NBA Summer League. And I got a credential doing my own thing. And it's just crazy how I even got a credential. Because to this day, I still don't know why I was accepted. But it was probably (laughs) because they saw ESPNU. They were able to verify it. And they let me go there. And I went with a selfie stick. And I'm walking around with a selfie stick, not knowing any of the rules. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I was getting guys like DeAndre Russell, Kelly Oubre, Buddy Heal, Damian Lillard, Jamari Carroll. I mean, I'm getting all these big names. Tom Thibodeau. That was when I first met Devin Booker for the first time. Um, and it was just, you know, for me, at the, now that I think about it, it's like those were the stepping stones for what I'm doing now. And I didn't realize like, wow, like I'm creating something for myself, but I knew going in that I had a gift and my gift was to get athletes to talk about things and talk about things other than basketball. So I was going there, you know, going in the scrum and, you know, all these media members are asking me, like basic questions, like talking about summer league and yeah, summer league's great. But this is also a time to talk about things off the court, to talk about those fun things. Like I asked D'Angelo, I'll never forget this. I asked him, he wasn't playing basketball what other what what does he think he'd be doing and he's like well, that's a good question probably the best question because he was so fed up with the media asking just you know just trying to stir up drama with him and since then like to this day like he respects me you know And he doesn't respect a lot of reporters a lot of a lot of athletes don't because they, they know what the, their agenda is and so to this day um and i think an la station actually picked up my question With his answer, which to me is just funny because all those stations I've applied for, they don't want to hire me, but they're going to use my stuff. So that's another issue I run into a lot now. But honestly, I look at it from a standpoint of like, I'm obviously doing a great job on my own um, to the point where companies want to use my material. So I kind of take it as, as okay, I'm doing a good job. But at the end of the day, um, that's kind of how it all started. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in between Um, A lot of rejections, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of tears, um, a lot of different things. But, you know, that summer league thing and working at U of A really helped me start my relationship with players. You know, to this day, I'm cool with Booker. Now I'm covering Booker. Uh, Damian Lillard, I met at summer league. I've kept a good relationship with him since then. So whenever he's out in Phoenix or wherever, he gives me literally anything I need. Um, He's been so amazing. You know, Booker's always amazing. And there's other guys in the league now who I know, like Stanley Johnson. I knew him at U of A, anything I need. And you know, he gave me a 40 minute interview over the summer. Um, and he doesn't like media either. So it's just, you know, interesting. Some of these relationships I've been able to build through my time of just working and even the age. Um, that's something that I've been working with and over the past couple of years. So now I'm doing my own thing kind of again. I mean, I'm working for various companies, but. I can say that I'm definitely an entrepreneur and I'm definitely a freelancer. So it's been a very interesting couple of years in the making. So I know I rambled. So I'll let you guys get to your other questions.
1: <laughs> no, Ashley. Actually, not
0: actually, I'm was sorry. Good.
2: I could talk forever.
0: It, no, no, no. It's okay. Was, you did a great. You, you're no, doing was, great.
1: No, that was good. because and, and And it's good to hear stories like that about, people that just wasn't given the upper the opportunity and they didn't have to work. Like, you had to work and you had to really, you know what I'm saying, like, grind. So it's always good to hear um, stories like that. The question that I have for you is, like Will said, you are a Chicagoan. And C- I C- 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 want you and I want to... And I ask you, how about the Bears? Like nobody really thought that the Bears would have the season that they had, and they really shocked the whole league. So, just talk about the season that they had, and and how far you think they could yeah. go in the upcoming years.
2: Oh, we're gonna talk about the Bears. The Bears, huh?
0: Absolutely. We'll talk about the Bears. Yeah. Since you're from Chicago. Okay, you
2: can talk a little bit about the Bears. Hey, listen, um, I, I see. I see I your story. Fully, I'm not as fully tuned into football. Um, like I am basketball, but yeah, it definitely cuts up with the Bears this season. I think a lot of people had high expectations for Mitch Trubisky, and I think he really proved everyone, I mean, I think everyone in Chicago knew he was going to be a good quarterback. I mean, whoever watched him play in college kind of knew, and I think that's the catapult, also their head coach. Um, so they definitely got a lot of the pieces that they needed, and like I said, like they were literally one field goal away from advancing. Right. And <laughs> um it's interesting because over the past couple of seasons you know before that we had that Robbie Gold and he was one of those guys who we could trust to always pick the field goals when we needed him to um and that was always a strength like I always knew when he was with the Bears that okay we were we're we're gonna win this game if he needs to pick the field goal to win it um so it was just it was kind of (laughs) sad that we didn't advance but you know I think The future is bright. I hope uh, the Bulls can somehow figure out a way to turn it around, too. But um, until then, I guess we have one team to be excited about, or maybe two if the Cubs play well this year. Um, I don't really care about the Sox, so we don't even have to mention that. But the the Bears and the Cubbies all the way.
0: And you also have the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, too, trying to fight for a uh, final playoff spot. But that's whether near or there. Um, Ashley, you talk about Chicago and athletes in general. I've seen you cover and talk to Dwayne Wade. What's it like covering a guy like that and interviewing a Hall of Fame talent like that?
2: Man, uh, Dwayne Wade was amazing. He was very, he was he was really special. Um, it was a special moment for me, honestly, because it was just unbelievable. You know, I've watched him his whole career, and one of those guys that I've, really followed his story and and the adversity he faced and how he overcame what he came like the odds you know in Chicago his story is just amazing and then those injuries he faced so uh, talking to him super humble super nice guy Um, you know I could have talked with him for hours I mean he had so much to say and to this day like ever since I met him and interviewed him you know he's we're, we're cool now. So if I ever need anything, and I have a question about certain athletes, I love talking basketball with him. But you know, it was really helpful when Tyler Johnson came here that he played with him. So I was like, okay, well, I need to write a story about Tyler. You know, I have to write a feature, and I got Dwayne Wade to answer some questions, and my feature was awesome. Even my coworkers were like, wait, 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 uh, where did you get the, the interviews, the questions, for, you know, the quotes from? I go, uh, meet myself. They're like, oh, uh, how? <laughs> Like, what do you mean, how? Like, it's called relationships. You know, like, that's what we do. Is That's the whole point of this industry. I mean, if you're just going to show up to get interviews and leave, like, you're not doing your job right. Like, you got to, you know, re- talk to these guys. I mean, right. build these relationships, get what you need. And, you know, Dwayne Wade was awesome. Derek Rose was awesome. Um, Old Chicago guys. I would have never been more nervous in an interview before um, until Derek Rose. <laughs> and I've interviewed big names. You know, I've interviewed James Harden, uh, Chris Paul, and Derrick Rose was definitely probably the most the scariest interview just because, like, he's a legend in Chicago. Like, right. We love him. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade's a different story, but but it's like Derrick Rose, like, grew up in Chicago, like literally downtown Chicago, grew up there, and then got drafted number one by his home team. You know, so that, that was just a beautiful story, and everything he went through, I mean, Chicago still got his back, like we're ride or die fans, like it doesn't matter what team you go to, um, we'll love you till the very end, so, you know, Derrick Rose was, that was definitely one of the best interviews, just because it was so authentic, you know, like I truly like felt for him, you know, I felt for what he's going through, and I felt for his emotions and everything, so that was just, I still can't believe it to this day that, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, um, I'm really blessed to be in this position, even though it's taken so much work, it's taken a lot of rejection and um, a lot of my time. So I'm exhausted at this point of the season. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't trade it in for anything and talking to some of those legends, especially Wade before he's going to retire was just great. So yeah, I love what I do. I love really getting to know these guys and on a personal level and off the court. So it's just been great.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Everybody knows that you know you cover the uh, Phoenix Suns. We all know that the Suns are a very, very young team, but I think that they have a very solid core that if you put another piece or two with them, even though I know that they're in a very tough Western um, uh, uh, conference, that if you put another piece or two with that young core that they could possibly contend in the next season or two. So I'm on my phone for a second. I'll
2: take you off my headphones because I can't really hear you.
1: Okay, no problem.
2: I can hear you now. I can hear you now perfectly. Sorry. But I just got a new phone. Okay, so it's okay. Apple is really driving me nuts right now. I just <laughs> got a new and I just got the ten R, so it's supposed to be like this high quality, amazing phone, right? Oh. Uh-huh. Um, think again. There's always gonna be issues and I'm really <laughs> upset about it. Not to be com- not to complain, but no, no, you know, no, I just fine. tried to get some new stuff here. Of so course. okay. Go ahead. I'm very sorry.
1: No, Thank no, you. no, 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 no. It's uh but perfectly fine. No, um the a question was the Suns are a very very young team but I like some of the pieces that they have and I personally feel that if you add one or two more pieces to the corn core that even though they're in the West that they could possibly contend in the next season or two so uh, so what is your thoughts on the team now and the team go, uh, moving forward so I love these guys um, and when you
2: start really hanging around and doing what what you're doing every day with the with all the teams you start to learn like which teams are easy to work with which teams are not and like I've been blessed to be with the Suns. Uh honestly like covering this team all the players are all respectful they're all nice they're all willing to talk to media. Um and there's other teams that are cool like the Celtics they are amazing to work with uh, but there's other teams that are just not and it doesn't even matter what record I mean they just they're just not <laughs> easy to work with at all. I know it's it's wild because Some of these teams who are playing bad, you think, you know, maybe they want more publicity or whatever, but no, um, the Suns have been just amazing. We have literally a practice at their home. We have like tons of media availability. So you truly get to know these guys. Um, and to me, that's huge. As you guys know, as I've mentioned a million times, but you know, the the addition of Kelly Oubre and Tyler Johnson has made such a huge impact to the team. Um, you know, and there's been a huge difference in the energy since the all-star break, um, They've really picked it up. And, and the thing is about them is they know they're not making the playoffs. You know, that, that was, you know, official a couple of weeks ago. Like, they were the first team to, to know. So, they, they knew. And um, they're still winning and they're still playing to the best that they can. And I think that, you know, everyone's like, oh, they're tanking. The Suns were never trying to tank the season. That was never the objective. That was never the goal. Um, I think, you know, DeAndre Ayton needed to take some time to get acclimated to the game. And they had so many new pieces. If you think about, um, they brought in, you know, Trevor Reza, Brian Anderson, that didn't work out. They had Isaiah, that didn't work out. They waived him. Um, and they had a, you know, just go through a lot. They had a new coach, a new like coaching staff, and um, some new players, new pieces. So it's going to be hard for any team to build chemistry off that. But if you look at teams like the Kings, you know, over you know, a couple years ago, they weren't anything. And now, couple you know a couple good draft picks a couple trades and they're it could possibly make the playoffs I know that they're kind of um on the downfall right now but you know it, it's still possible and then you got teams like the Nets who no one really thought um they made a couple trades some draft picks they, they did what they needed to do and now they're they're contenders so I think it's gonna take time and I know everyone says oh it's gonna take time like but these things take time. Um, it's not easy to build an organization. I mean, look at the Cavs now. They lost one major piece and they're <laughs> completely crumbling. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, not once, so, not once,
0: but twice.
2: Yeah. So it happens. Um, and it's a tough industry, especially now because players are signing one year deals and hopping around the way that they are. I mean, the whole landscape has changed. But like I said, Teleubre is um, he's finally unleashed. And he talks about it all the time. And his teammates talk about it all the time. He was playing behind Bradley Beal and John Wall. And not to say that that's a bad thing. That's a great thing because he was able to learn from some of those veterans. I think he also played with uh, Otto Porter. He played with um, Morris. So he was able to play with guys who have been there, done that, been in the league. He knows what leadership looks like. So now he's really able to play his style and, and play a little bit more free. Um and defensively, he, he's giving what he's giving us what the Suns need is, is defense, and that's something that Igor preaches all the time: is good defense leads to good offense. You know, and, and in the Suns' case, not always if they're missing shots, but when they're on, they're on. And Tyler Johnson also comes from a background of leadership with Dwayne Wade. You know, in Miami, he's that guy who's gritty. He knows what it's like to not get drafted and get cut from his summer league team, and Um, have to work his way back up work his way into the lineup and now he's really playing um at a high level and yeah he might not give you might not give you 15 points a night but he knows how to orchestrate an offense which i think they really needed i mean he came in there playing he's had experience with point guard shooting guard position he came in and told us from the start hey i'm a basketball player y'all need me to play at the point guard i'll play the point y'all need me to be shooting guard i'll play shooting guard um so he was very open to that he knew what the sons needed and he's been providing that i mean when he's on the floor the sons are automatically better the same thing with kelly um so for the future there's going to be some changes um depending on their draft pick i mean if, even in the, in the top three top five draft picks i mean it's going to be a pretty decent draft this year um they definitely need to find somewhat of a a point guard i'm hoping we find a, some a veteran point guard um, more so than just like a you know, guy that's just coming into the league. We need someone that's a little more seasoned, and we also need to find – I mean, yeah, Zion would be great, and I get why people want him, but again, it's like, do we keep drafting young? You know, where do we draw the line? You know, we're drafting young every year, but it's like, okay, like where, where's the line? Um, we need to win. So hopefully how they've been playing the past couple of weeks, playing well, is a good thing to, to show some of these free agents in the off season, like, Hey, Phoenix ain't a bad place to play. Um, the weather's great out here. I mean, people, guys would be crazy not to want to come here I and mean, the cost of living is cheap, right. it's beautiful outside. Um, and then you got guys like Booker who's you know, going to eventually be an all-star in this league. He's already putting up wild numbers. Um, you got DeAndre Ayton who has been showing his flashes of greatness and he's been getting better. The season's been progressing. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a couple good draft picks, a couple trades possibly, which I think will happen, um, and a couple free agents to want to sign here. And I think the Suns will be in pretty good shape next year. I mean, you can't get much worse than the season. So
1: um, right. <laughs>
2: I'm looking at it from a positive standpoint, and I think they'll, they'll they'll be good for seasons to come.
1: And it's funny that you mentioned them needing a point guard because I'm a big Brooklyn Nets fan, and for everyone that follows sports, the Angelo- Russell and Devin oh, man. Booker are like the best of friends, and yep. that is my fear. My fear is that come free agency time, that the Suns are may give Russell maybe not the max, but something close uh, uh, to it to maybe bring um Booker and uh, Russell uh, on the same team. So that's kind of my fear that the two guys are best friends, and with them having that need. At that a point guard, I'm kind of scared that, you know, Russell may leave, you know?
2: Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm
1: not <laughs> I would
2: love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, I, think, I think the Nets would be really stupid to not match any offer that any team wants for him, honestly. Um, that would not be smart. <laughs> I mean, look what D'Angelo is doing. I mean, he's always had this in him. I mean, it's just it's all about finding the right fit, finding the right system. Um and again, I know, you know certain players that they, they question coming to Phoenix just because of things that have been in the news and whatnot. Um, so I understand, you know, some players want to win. I get it. It's tough to you know come to a team that's losing, um, and a team some some guys don't want to be a part of the rebuild. Like Austin Rivers, he's like, I want to be a part of a winning organization, like. That's why he was he was waived so fast or traded or whatever you want to call
0: it. Right. Um,
2: it's hard to keep up anymore. I can't keep up anymore, my brain's literally all the place. But um, <laughs> Austin told us, he goes, You know what? I told Phoenix honestly, like, this isn't for me. Like I'm not trying to, you know, teach a bunch of players how to play the team basketball. Like I wanna to go to a team that's gonna that's trying to win a championship within the next year or two, and that's the Rockets and that's why he's been uh, fitting in so well, you know, and everything's about system. Everything's about fit. Um, and so I, I think that the Suns will find something in the off season. They'll find some answers and I'm, I'm confident
0: in them. Ashley, I know you recently just, uh, went on Instagram and you went on Twitter and you basically you're on the uh, university of Arizona. What, what are you doing with, with yourself right now outside of the suns? Cause I saw you post something really, really big the other day and, Maybe you could share it to some of our our followers and some of our listeners.
2: So I'm doing – I'm the producer for Arizona Pup Spotlight, so it's a weekly high school sports show that airs on Fox Sports Arizona every Sunday, and then it just airs for the rest of the week. Um, So, yeah, that's what I've been doing all day today. Today is usually my most hectic day, and when I (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> when I originally told you guys to would be on the show today, I don't think I have the gig yet. So I was like, yeah, for sure. And then now it's like Wednesdays are literally my hardest day. Right. Um, because I have sons land on the same day sometimes. So I'm like, Oh my God. But yeah, so I'm basically managing, um, you know, a couple of the like group of reporters, figuring out story ideas every week, um, helping them out with their stories. And then I have to type up the whole weekly show, the whole rundown. So, um, you know, it's, it's an area, it's a lane that I've done before because I've had my own, like, NBA show that I started um, in my own studio last year, last season. Um, kind of a little spin off of The Jump with Rachel Nichols. It'd be interesting because I would put some stuff together, and the next day she'd be talking about the same stuff that I was. So I was like, okay, I think uh, producing and writing my own show might be an area that I can <laughs> uh, definitely see myself in. But, right. of course, I want to be the one on camera all the time so but this is you know a different opportunity where i get to do things from a different standpoint and help people that are on camera um kind of like a leadership thing but it's also something to help my writing and just be quicker with that so definitely a big opportunity and um yeah i mean a couple more we have about eight more weeks to go with it and then there's going to be obviously the summertime and then in the summer i'm going to be doing summer league and then traveling a little bit so i'm going to be all over the place
0: and you will be all over the place, indeed. I just want to go a little rapid fire with you right now, okay? Just I ask you a question, my partner might ask you a question, and then you just give us a a one word answer, okay? So I'll I'll, yeah. I'll start up here. 2018, uh, 19 NBA champions,
2: Houston Rockets.
0: Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Violets or roses?
2: roses
0: okay um who's gonna win the world series this year
2: um is i don't care a good answer okay
0: yeah uh, you're a cubs fan so you could have said cubs but okay i like that I just, one
2: i just don't think they're gonna win it, but yeah i don't i don't i don't care i don't honestly like if it's not basketball Like, if I'm
1: not, like, immersed in it, like, I just, I don't have time for it. If that that makes sense. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. In the draft, Zion or Ja Morant? Zion. 2018-19
0: NBA Most Valuable Player.
2: James
0: Harden. 18-19 Coach
1: of the Year. Because there's so many good ones. I even put (laughs) me on the spot like that. (laughs) There's so many good ones. Good question.
2: Um, I'm gonna say Mike Malone with the Nuggets.
1: I think that's a good choice too. That is a very good choice.
0: Second, second number two seed in the West right now. You know, Um,
2: yeah, but they haven't won it. They haven't been to the playoffs in quite some time. So absolutely,
1: it's him. Yeah, and actually, um, I know that um some fans of the other school. In the state, Arizona State. Oh. I know they're getting ready to watch that you had big to go game. There. You had to go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know they're getting ready to watch that big game coming up soon against uh, Saint John. So I'm sure. No, I'm sure. Not watch it. No? <laughs> I'm sure... Well,
2: I mean, if anything, I'll wear a Saint John shirt. But you
0: oh. know. Oh, okay. Wow. Supporting the Queens kids <laughs> right now. Sean and I are from Queens, so you know, grew up in Queens anyway. So right now, I'm okay. a Long Islander. So yeah, you know, Saint John's is is doing great. And one more question for you here. 2019 national champions. Ooh, that's a good one.
2: Um, I'm just gonna do a basic
0: answer and say Duke. Okay, She's going with the chalk. That's okay. That's fair. That's very fair. For a lot of people that don't know what's going on, Duke has arguably the best player in the country they right now and they have the best and the best. I, was,
2: team. I have had faith in Tennessee, but I don't think so anymore.
0: Hey, there's a lot of it's a lot of ifs ands or buts right now. That's why they call it March Madness March for Madness, a reason. Right. So
2: exactly.
0: Ashley for the people at home that want to follow you and subscribe to you, how can they?
2: They can follow me on Facebook. Well let's do Twitter, Instagram at Ashley Neville. I'm not as active on Facebook but Ashley Neville a-S-H-L-E-Y-N-E-V-E-L on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, I have a LinkedIn, Ashley Neville, and I post everything there too. Where else? I don't really use Snapchat that often. But, yeah, Instagram and Twitter are my home base, and then YouTube at Ashley Neville as well. But Instagram has been, like, my main focus, so they can follow me
0: there. Awesome. Awesome with a capital A. Ashley. <laughs> And that's also a capital A, too. Ashley is awesome. Yeah. What more can you ask yeah, for right there? Yeah, exactly.
1: You know? Ashley, we know you've had a busy day. Thank you so, so much. We, me and Will are really, of really. Uh, d- d- appreciate it.
2: Of course, of course. Thank you guys for having me.
0: No problem, no problem. That was Ashley Neville from, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix,
1: Arizona. Wow. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff, to say the very least right there. Sean.
1: You have any final thoughts? No, I mean know it's. Uh, well, we spoke. We've now spoken to on the board sports. I've spoken to someone from now the state of California with the Schmo. Right. Shout out to the Schmo. Now, A Z with Miss and Ashley. Will. so well, the word's starting to spread. Well, the word is uh, starting to spread to the, the, bir- the other coast. The
0: bird is the word, and we're trying to grow our brand too so we'll talk more about that and
1: well you can't mention the bird on hump day
0: Will? it's the camel yes i understand <laughs> so sean you have any final thoughts no on? sir no sir that is it that's it that's it for sean thomas and for matt peters and for everybody here at gotham podcast studios and for ashley neville for coming on to the show thank you so much for coming on and also too for mike yam for coming on to the show prior i'm william trucci logging out